Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to, well, the end. Uh, we have a world champion, episode 71 of the Kurt Schilling Baseball Show, and we're going to talk about what we witnessed, which was uh, a thorough spanking at the hands of the Texas Rangers, um, beating Arizona 4-1. to You know, Bill, we were just talking about it. I don't know that I, – I think – I think the Rangers did to the Diamondbacks what the Diamondbacks did to the Phillies. They beat right. They just played better. They pitched better. They hit better. They did all the things in October that you have to do. Um, some pretty impressive things that I didn't know. They went 11-0 on the road, 11-0. and um, And they were plus 42 run differential. That's really hard to do. Um, they, had, they ended the series, uh, they ended the postseason with a 16-game home run streak. Um Third most ever behind the uh, 1999 to 2022 uh, or 2002 um, Yankees uh, at 23. Nathan Navaldi, uh started six games. The Rangers went six and zero. He was at a two nine five through 36 innings over those six starts. So I really stretched it out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and. and he he battled uh, his last. I think he he walked uh, some guys in his last start game five. five. Yeah, he five walks. Five. Bat battled around it. Um, that game was. It's going to be a, a what five nothing final, but the game was nothing nothing with with um, Gallon tossing a no no into the seventh. Um, Arizona got the hits they needed against Philadelphia. Real timely hitting some some stuff, and uh, Texas turned the tables, and. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in, you know, who knows what would happen if if Arizona doesn't cough up game one. Um, but Texas was the better team in every facet of the game. Uh, their offense turned out to be too much for the Phillies or for the Dimebacks. And, and uh, I, I found it ironic, Bill, that, that he throws a no-no through six. And the guy who I was thinking was going to overmanage uh, leaves him out there, and he ends up coughing up two more, and and the game in the series. Um, but they split one one in Texas, and I think everybody. I thought we were going to get a long series coming back to Arizona. I didn't see Texas sweeping Arizona in Arizona, um, but they did. And last last night, the game five was closer than it looks because, like I said, it was nothing nothing going in. But but game four was eleven seven, never close. And uh, game three, you know, Texas won despite Max Scherzer. Um, and Brandon Fatt didn't have the game he had to have. And that's what October's about. It's about, you, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. And that's one of the things I think, too, that you have to kind of find solace in if you're a Diamondbacks fan, which is like the, and it's not going to be, make you feel any better. But Arizona was here a year early. They weren't supposed to be here. And by any metric and measure, they weren't supposed to be here. Tori did a great job managing the team. Um, and they got here a year early. They beat some teams they that no one thought they were going to beat. But uh, they got experience. And, and what happens, I think a lot of times in October, you learn as a young pitcher or as a young player that it's the opposite of what you think. You don't have to uh, try harder and do more. In many ways, you have to do less, relax, because everybody else is doing the opposite. They're trying harder. Um, and I think Texas found that that comfort zone. Um, and listen, 
if you're a Rangers fan, you got to feel good about next year because this is a, a, a solid, very solid team offensively. Um, yeah, if it, they can keep them together and yeah. get a little bit of health, I mean, DeCrom comes back and gets healthy. Scherzer gives you 20 starts maybe. Right. Right. Well, here's the thing, though. <clears throat> I would bet that a month ago no one saw this coming for the simple fact that you remember Texas almost lost it all. Houston comes in the final day of the season and 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 scoots in and Texas kind of backed in in many ways in that last week of the season. Um, but they're deep. They're, they're, and and Carter and Jung and the young guys in that in that uh Texas lineup didn't play like young guys. Not uh, at all. But then you you know you had uh Coming back to Texas, you had the question mark in Scherzer who goes, what, three innings um, and comes out with back spasms and apparently it, um, was almost crippled, I guess, as he came out of the dugout, according to my oldest son who was watching the game. Um, but battled, I guess. is I don't know, I guess. Uh, but you got John Gray coming in and doing exactly what had to be done. Uh Stopping everything, throwing one hit ball over three innings, punching out three, and then they get the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Um, they get uh, Shores, Chapman, and Leclerc um, to close it out. Didn't really think the series swung momentum-wise. Uh, you know, it was a solid win, um, but we went to game four, and Arizona went with this sabermetrically driven bullpen game, which, you know, I said it before. The fact of the matter is when you start a guy as your starting pitcher, you have to hope one guy's on and then a reliever or two behind him comes in. When you go with the bullpen game, you have to rely on six, five, six, seven guys. And that didn't work. They used four pitchers through the first three innings, uh, <clears throat> gave up 10 runs. And um, Ryan Nelson uh, who starts usually uh, went five and a third and gave up a run. Is it a different game if he starts? Um, I don't know. But I again, a sabermetric baseball, I think, is the thing that I don't think it's won a World Series for anybody. I think it cost the the the, the Devil Rays or the Rays uh, a couple of years back, and I don't think it's ever done anybody a uh, favor. And, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't play. And I don't think Ivy League people that are in the numbers and in the front office and data-driven decision makers can quantify October in a way that has value to a club. And I think that's frustrating for them. But there's a gut piece to this. And if you you know if you don't know that, look no farther than the Ranger dugout and Bruce Bochy, who uh, I think. Like every great manager in the modern era, him and Frank Conan's a couple others, he's a blend. He's a perfect blend of both. He absolutely, I promise you, listens to the sabermetric numbers and gets data and useful stuff. Uh, but he's a, also a gut guy who who's watching enough baseball to know what he's looking at. He wins his fourth World Series. Uh, Casey Stengel, Joe McCarthy, Connie Mack, Walter Olson, and Joe Torre, only other managers to win four. Um, and I think all the postgame stuff, made you understand why he is who he is. The players clearly love him um, and have full-throated support and belief in him. Um, and it's just – it's not a coincidence, guys. It's not a coincidence that he uh, he shows up in Texas and they win it all. Um, 
he's that good. And they're well, obviously they're incredibly talented. I think Evan Carter embodies exactly that. Bochi had confidence in a 21-year-old kid who gets called up September 21st right. to start every game. Well, let's let's remember, remind people, September 21st is literally a week before the season ends. This kid gets called up, and not only does he get called up, but he ends up playing in every postseason game and looking like he's been there all year, uh, more than a year. And that's, well, that first of all, that's knowing your personnel, right? That's Boach understanding the player and the psyche of the player and, and that he can do the things that he asked him to do. Um, but it's also a huge credit to the scouting and player development department in Texas. Um, and then you have Corey Seager, who every time I was watching or flipped the TV on, he was homering. Um, he hit home runs in three and four. He has 19 Sixth most in Major League history, uh, tied with uh, Pujols, Alex Bregman, and George Springer. One behind Jeter and Schwarber. Manny has the all-time lead at 29. Um, he wins the MVP. And that's, by the way, his second MVP. Uh, he was 2020 MVP with the Dodgers. Uh, joining Koufax, Bob Gibson, and Reggie Jackson is the only guy to ever win multiple World Series MVPs. So if you're wondering if he's got October makeup, there's your answer. Um, and, and, and Kurt, and, I'm not sure I ever saw him smile in the World Series. Yeah. He, he just did all that stuff. He'd hit home runs. He'd run around the bases in about 10 seconds. Yeah. Well, there's, go in there's, and go, here we go. Something to be said for that. Uh, that that quote unquote old school approach is not uh, not a bad thing, um, you know. Obviously, Garcia uh, was a huge huge piece to them getting here, winning the the MVP of the series prior, and then uh, his injury kind of surprised me. Um, but they didn't miss a beat, and um, unfortunately. I, what was it we said at the beginning? If a great series is played and no one's watching, does it actually happen? Uh, apparently, the game one was the lowest rated World Series game in history from a ratings perspective. And it was probably, I think, the lowest rated World Series overall. And those just aren't two TV markets. I don't know any other way to say the Big cities, obviously, Arlington and, and, and uh, Phoenix. But... They're not baseball markets. If this had been the Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys, it would have been watched by billions. Um, but they're different. They're, they're great baseball markets. The fans are great. They showed up. Obviously, you saw the stadiums are full, loud, and and all the things go with that. But uh, outside of the confines of the stadiums, there's not there wasn't a lot of national or global interest because there are two franchises playing. You know, it's the it. it, it I look at Arlington and, and the Rangers like I kind of look at the Anaheim Angels. Yeah, they're in a huge market, but it's not its not a baseball market. That doesn't mean anything as far as, you know, they're clearly well run. They're going to be fine, but it's just, you know, the TV ratings weren't what they they wanted. And that's... Well, I, mean, I think the la lack of baseball star in the World Series this year hurt as well. Well, I mean... It is star power, right? Because if Deion Sanders was coaching the Arizona Diamondbacks, billions would have watched. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, and, you know, unfortunately, Corbin Carroll was kind of a quiet guy. Uh, I was kind of hoping that he would get his national uh, comeuppance in, in, in a good way. Um, and Texas shut him down for the most part. They, I mean, and he didn't, they didn't allow him 
to to be an integral part of the series, and that kept uh, Arizona off the map and off the board. Um, but I'll say it again. You can manage all you want, and you can have as many stats as you want. Sabermetrics baseball will not win a World Series now or ever. And it 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 just the game is just different. It's just, you know it's no different, Bill, than the conversation over the last fifteen or twenty years about a closer, and 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 you have teams literally rebuilding their bullpen on the fly every year uh, because closers you can find them on the market, blah blah blah. But pitching the last three outs of the game is different than the first twenty four. It just is, and that's why it takes a different guy, and a, a, you know, uh, it takes a different guy to to uh, to do those. I mean, you can you can talk about um, bullpens and blown saves and Seawald and all the things. Mariano blew very very blew some postseason saves, but he also did things no one's ever done before in in between those blown saves. Uh, and there's a reason why he was there, getting the last couple outs of every game in the ninth, especially in October and sabermetrics drives managers to do what they did in game four, Arizona bullpen game. And you saw how that worked. That just, it just, it just doesn't win in October. And I know, you know, you, you, you can't quantify that. So it's immediately going to be a point that's going to, a lot of people are going to dismiss, but it's a fact you won't, you won't do it. If, if, well, you saw why you, you have to, uh, you have to go out and 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 have because i think in many ways say you know we talked about this uh bill when when you go into september you shorten your pitching staff from 13 to about 8 and you can't do that with the sabermetrics opener game right you have to have five or six or seven relievers that you have plans for making and getting high leverage big situation outs in october I don't know any team that has that many pitchers like that anywhere. Uh, relievers, I should say. Some starters, some relievers combination, sure. But but I don't think the starter game is an October uh, success, and what I don't think it ever will be. Um, and I also think you saw one of the dramatic uh, impacts of the shift in, in just little plays. Um, the ball, I can't remember who it was, it, uh, hit the ball down the left field line. Seager. Right here. Seager. Um, you can't play sabermetric defense if you're not going to pitch guys a very perfect and specific way. Seager just took advantage of the defensive shift, something he may not have done prior or, or you don't see him doing during the season because he's trying to drive the ball. But in in October, it mentalities change. Well, leading off the seventh in the middle of a no-hitter, you do anything to get things going. Exactly right. And 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 if you're going to overshift your defense to spray charts, your pitcher has to be perfect in October. You can make those mistakes in, in June, and, and they don't play like they played. Last night, Kyle Seeger came to the plate and said to himself, or Corey Seeger, I'm sorry. Corey Seeger came to the plate and and it was all about getting on base. Whereas again, in June or July, he's looking to drive a ball, you know, blah, whatever. Everybody changes in October for better or worse. So anyway, uh, Bill, this has been a blast. I uh I don't know what our offseason schedule looks like, guys. Uh we'll obviously we'll be doing some stuff around the winter meetings. Um, if we get some engagement, we may do some other stuff. 
interviews where you can look for probably some interviews this winter um trying to get some 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 fun people on and 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 throw that out there every now and then but uh bill and john it was uh, i had a blast i really did i enjoy this as much as i enjoy anything just talking baseball and um it was a good baseball season a lot of there's a lot of hope for the game a lot of young superstars uh in 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 a lot of different markets you know we're going into the winter big stories this winter let's watch where otani lands i'm saying it's going to be uh Either the Dodgers or the Yankees, not really much of a reach. Uh, the dark horse in that, um, Seattle probably. Yeah, I was going to throw out Seattle. Yeah, that would be my dark horse. You got uh, Anaheim, San Francisco, New York, uh, Mets, Cleveland, San Diego, and Houston, all manager shots. San Francisco filled theirs with Bob Melvin. Rumors are Showalter to Anaheim. I think that'd be a great fit. Um, Craig Council. And I don't understand why the Brewers are letting him go. I really don't. And I don't know that they're letting him go, but I think that he's done a miraculous job in Milwaukee. And it feels to me like they're just saying, yeah, if you can go find a job somewhere else, that's good. Well, I, I think I think he's going to get paid. Yeah. Like going to a bigger market. Yeah, he's and interviewed. Milwaukee's Mets certainly and- not going to pay him. No. The Mets and the, and the Indians have both interviewed, and he's interviewed with both. Uh, openings in San Diego and Houston. I think the San Diego is going to be possibly an internal thing. I don't think anybody want managing wise wants to touch that. I think it's a mess. Uh, uh, financially, I think there's some concerns and some questions. And I think there's a lot of questions around that clubhouse when you're talking about trading a Soto instead of, you know, you just lost, you did, you just had a disappointing season. Now you're talking about trading one of the best players in the game. There's a lot of things that aren't in a good way in San Diego. Uh, Dusty retires in Houston. That'll be, I'll be curious to see how that plays out too. Well, that's a player that is going to be, that's a coach who's going to be in the playoffs next year because Houston's always in yeah. the playoffs now. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, maybe Showalter is the guy there. Um, yeah. I don't know, but uh, we'll follow those. We'll keep abreast of those anywhere you get your podcast, guys. Apple, Spotify. Love you to go to outkick.com and check us out there. Uh, Bill, John, it has been an absolute blast and I'm sure we'll talk soon.